I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Favorite type of way to interact with people in improvisation, in stand-up comedy, whatever, is uh, what I like to call the ABD sort of joke. All right, so ABD is, uh, I I would really say it's like, how I what I consider most when I'm writing or performing at any time, which is I leave space for the audience to figure out what's funny. This is episode 54 of the Arts Academy podcast. How to do the improv comedy, the basics, hosted by Victor Bernardo and Roxy Hayes. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Arts Academy podcast put on by the New York Alt Arts Academy, where we teach you everything about entertainment and the arts that we possibly can. I am Dean Victor Varnado. This is, on my side, Deputy Headmistress <laughs> Roxy Hayes. Hey, everybody. How's it going, Roxy? Wonderful. Talking about today, we're talking about improv and we're talking about acting. But first, we're going to talk about improv. A lot of people, it's actually very strange to teach about improv on on uh online because it's a like when i taught improv before i've taught for like chicago city limits i taught some classes at second city as well um the in second city the the whatever the smaller one is no sorry not second city improv olympic and chicago city limits and i think i taught at the pit as well doesn't matter point is um Teaching improv is a very like in-person trial and error sort of thing. So teaching about improv in a podcast is very different. But we can totally talk about some of the main things about improv. How much do you know about improv, by the way? Um, a little, not a lot. Like I kind of can do it, but I, I I always freeze up, so I'm not <laughs> great at it. <laughs> yeah, that that's a problem. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> improv. Improv is a lot like stand-up in that uh, the barrier to entry is very low. So there's a lot of people who are crappy who say they can do it. Mm-hmm. And same thing with stand-up, right? Like there's a lot of people who are terrible at stand-up, but they're like, I'm a stand-up comedian, but they're terrible. Same thing with improvisation. People can be incredibly bad at improvisation. And it's hard because the core part of improvisation the core part of improvisation is about being present. It is about making your partners look good. And it's about incorporating things that have already been established to a incorporating that and to present some clever turn or some clever use of all the information that you have so far. Like if you put, if you put things together and make a, and and then make something that seems inevitable uh, to the audience, uh, once you've said it because of what's already been established, that's when you're doing your best at improv. When you're satisfying all of those things, you're making your partner look good. You are uh, using what's already been established. Uh, you are, you're telling that story, which is the A, B, I call it A, B, D rather than ABC. I also refer to this when writing jokes. Uh, 
A, B, A, B, D rather than A, B, C. So why don't we, first of all, I'm going to talk about some of the basic things that one might do in improvisation. Then we're going to talk about, then we're going to talk about some of those things, which I think are uh, reminiscent of higher level improvisation, okay. or at least what I like to call higher level improvisation. It's also pretty subjective. I mean, to be honest, because a lot of people are very happy with just improv. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to say sh I meant a lot of people are happy with improv that may not be refined. <laughs> and others are not, are not happy with improv that's not as refined. I myself like a more refined improv. Um, and here's what I thought would be a great thing to do is to, to look look through what most people list as like the tenets of improvisation and then talk about what those really are, okay? Mm -hmm. And then we'll talk about what those really are and then that will help us determine like really what we should be doing with improv. So, so there's an article which is like the five basic improv rules, all right? So let's talk through what people say are the five basic improv rules. Okay, here's number one. Don't deny. Um, and I actually, I actually, I like that more than what most people say because most people say, number one, don't say no. And those are two different things. Like, have you heard that before? Like, yeah. you're not supposed to say no? You're supposed to just keep going with it and whatever. You agree with whatever they're saying. But don't deny is closer to the truth. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason that is, is because not saying, like, you can say no if it makes sense for you as a character, which is totally fine, uh, but don't deny the reality that's been set up. So denying reality is, denying reality is more like this. If someone's like, like, put your hands up, put your hands up, I've got a gun. And if you're like, no, you don't have a gun, that's denying reality and saying no. Gotcha. But that's not what you do. But um, saying no, but not denying the reality is different. So like if, if you're playing like a mother and you've got a baby and I'm running in and I, I run in with a gun and I'm like, throw me your baby. You can say no, because no. a mother would say no. Exactly. <laughs> so, but people confuse that in improvisation all the time. They, they, don't, they don't know the difference between saying no and denying. So mm -hmm. it, it, the, the rule for not saying no was actually established because that was just a shorthand for uh, talking about the broader sense of not denying a reality. So yeah. don't deny the reality, but it's totally fine to say no if it makes sense for your character. Uh, so uh, that was rule number one, don't deny. So I agree with that first rule. Don't deny the reality. Uh, so people, uh, here's, here's what it says uh, on this website, which is called, what is this website called? Oh my gosh, why? Oh, I was like, why is their logo so small? But then I realized it's on the phone. It's from the Improv Encyclopedia. All right. So here's what they say. Denial is the number one reason most scenes go bad. Anytime you refuse an offer made by your partner, your scene will almost instantly come to a grinding halt. Example, player A. Hi, my name is Jim. Welcome to my store. Player B. This isn't a store. It's an airplane. And you're not Jim. You're an antelope. Okay. <laughs> That's just somebody just being an ass in that case. <laughs> but that does happen all the time. It's, a, it's an extreme example. It happens a lot more subtly often where someone will be like, yeah, someone will say something like, 
where have you been? Because that's also that's also offering up that's also offering up information. Uh, and actually, it rolls right into number two: don't ask open-ended open-ended questions. And this is actually one of the things that I think is also misconstrued in improvisation. So what they do say is they 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 usually say don't ask open-ended questions. Let's read their definition. Open-ended questions like who are you are scene killers because they force your partner to stop whatever they're doing and come up with an answer. When you ask your partner an open-ended question, you put the burden of coming up with something interesting on your partner. So you are no longer doing a scene together, but forcing one person, forcing one person has to do uh, more work than you're willing to do. They, that was actually written really strangely, but you get what they're saying. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah. Okay. I say, yes, you should not answer open-ended questions, but there are types of open-ended questions, which are not so open-ended. For instance, the question that I was uh, just saying, which is, where have you been? Okay, that tells the partner, number one, we have some sort of relationship that's more than casual. Because I, I don't talk to people like that when it's more than casual. Two, you're supposed to be here and you're not here. Three, we're I'm angry with you. So like that's giving you information. And sure... Sure, technically it's an open-ended question, but it's not the kind of open-ended question that gives you no information. Because I could do the exact same thing by saying, "You're late. I'm pissed off. What kind of wife are you?" Like, or you know, "You're late. I'm pissed off. Aren't you supposed to be my? Or you're supposed to be my wife?" Okay, those are statements, all the same information, which you would then have to respond to, mm. in in practically the same way. So you can definitely ask open-ended questions in improvisation and still uh, have good scenes. So so I'm going to disagree because this is when I when I taught improv when I taught improv one of the things I always taught was like the rules are basic they're 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 written those like basic rules that people write are written to get you into improvisation but as you move forward and you learn more about improv you'll learn that those rules are way too specific to cover everything. And they don't actually let all of them make sense. So there you go. The the one about the one about don't ask open ended questions not complete. I don't agree with it. Okay, let's let's read with the uh, read the third rule they have written down is you don't have to be funny. Okay, the hidden riddle of improv is that the harder you try not to be funny, the more funny your scene is going to be. Why? Because it's the very best kind of improv scene you can you can do is an interesting scene, not necessarily a funny one. When you do an interesting scene, a very surprising thing happens. The funny comes out of all all by itself. Uh, okay, so this is this is this is definitely a beginner's rule because what will happen a lot is beginners will try to like jam in something funny. They'll be like, you'll, you'll start a scene and they'll be, and then they'll be like, Oh no, I'm on fire. You know, they'll just start just throwing <laughs> wackiness. Um, but I can't, I mean, I can't agree with don't try to be funny because obviously a lot of improvisation is about being funny, but it's, mm -hmm. it's really about how you're trying to be funny. They're, they're just like, I mean, I get what they're saying. They're like, don't throw out, just don't try to be, 
don't try to tell jokes don't try to be wacky mm-hmm. but uh in improvisation like being funny a lot of it does come from like the natural the na- the natural reactions in a scene that your character might have there's been so many scenes i i, I think out there where people do like just insane things to one another and then people don't react to them because they don't know how to react to them. Because for instance, like you'll be in a scene and someone will be like, I'm going to cut your nose off. And then they cut off your nose. And then (laughs) the other person's like, Hey man, you cut my nose off. Uh, And then, so reality goes out the door and then Mm -hmm. the scene has nowhere to go because nobody cares about anything. Uh, That's in the realm of what they're talking about. So I, 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 I half agree with that one. I would say I would half agree with that one, but I would say in improvisation, the thing is to react in ways that are true to your character from your character's point of view. Even if your character is an exaggerated cartoon type character, still react uh, in a realistic way from that character's point of view. If you're a cartoon, if you're a cartoon angry elephant, what does an angry elephant care about? What is the what does an elephant do to solve its problems? I mean, and all those answers are probably going to be hilarious, I would say. Do you, have you heard any these rules before? Not like this, no. I've heard, like, pieces of them. But I've never taken, like, a formal improv class. I've taken, uh-huh. like, you know, acting classes where they incorporate some improv. But like I said, I'm not a fan. You're not a fan of improv? Really? I suck. Well, I'm not a fan of me doing it. Oh. I'm a fan of, of certain people's improv. I'll say that. Oh, yeah. I see some it's terrible, it's terrible. Like stand-up. There's good yeah. and bad. And mm-hmm. and the uh, the the thing the thing about improv that's the barrier for entry for improv is even lower than stand-up because yeah. when you stand up, you have to go on stage by yourself. With improv, you can just screw up everybody else's show. <laughs> yep, and make it look terrible. I think what got me kind of liking improv with <laughs> same thing like what most people was watching, uh, whose line is it anyway? Mm-hmm. I did a show with Wayne Brady at uh, UCB. I used oh, to host uh, this Battleicious, the improv rap battle. <laughs> and Wayne Brady was uh, one of our guests on the improv rap battle. He's so uh, he was great. He won. <laughs> Legit oh, won, though. He, was, oh. he didn't suck. He, he won. And I was trying to make him lose. I was talking so much yang. I'm gonna, I, know, <laughs> I know this podcast we're not really supposed to swear on, but I was, I was talking a lot of mess, uh, trying, to, trying to screw up his game, but he still won. It was pretty funny. Super talented. I have a really funny picture of us together <laughs> after he won. His family loved that I was talking about him. They were, his family was there, and the, the fact that I was just making fun of him, they were just like, that's the best. <laughs> the best comedy yeah. we've ever seen. We love it. <laughs> Take him down a notch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. Okay, so uh, here's the fifth rule that they state in the in the five basic principles of improv. The fifth rule that they state is tell a story. Here's what they say. Storytelling is probably the easiest rule to remember, but the hardest one to do. The real magic of improv is when you see the is when we see the players take the totally random suggestions like a plumber or a cab driver selling shoes in a leper colony and somehow make it work. If all these unrelated elements are going to come together, then it's going to happen in the course of an interesting of an interesting tale. So that's just what the players are going to try and do. Tell us a story. And I I mostly agree with that, but I think they're missing the point as see, a lot of these rules that people say, they're missing the why behind them, 
like mm -hmm. really why are you doing that and what and what are you solve what problem are you solving by telling a story what that is they're talking about telling a story where they're talking about making it work if you have this incredible setup it's actually just what i was just talking about which is uh react realistically from your character's point of view even if you're a cab driver selling shoes at a leper colony if you react really realistically as like what a cabbie might do if they're trying to sell shoes at a leper colony how lepers might act if someone's selling shoes to them and they have no feet like then do then then play that realistically uh from their point of view because then you can tell a story that is grounded and somehow make some more some sense and a story that can evolve you can do all of that so that's what that's what telling a story is is really about it's it's about giving yourself somewhere to go because if you don't tell a story realistically you don't tell if you're not grounded then you've got nowhere to go if you start if you start like uh coming to the leper colony as a as a cab driver and you're like hey what's up stupid lepers haha -ha, i'm a cab driver does anybody want some peanuts i got a whole pocket full you got nowhere to go <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta you gotta you got to tell the tell a story or tell or start from a grounded point of view. So at this point, we've actually gone through the main five rules of improv, and then we've talked about what uh, what they mean and what the broader sense is when you're trying to be a professional improviser. So I'm going to talk about a couple of things that I found that always work in improvisation. When I first came to New York, I got a job working with this company called Chicago City Limits, which is an off uh, Broadway improv company. Uh, where I made my living just doing improv for years when I first moved to New York. Um, and so I I got good at uh, triggering laughter in the audience. And so I can talk about a couple of things that I've done that have always been good. Hey, guys, my sister is calling. Do you want to want to want to see what she's up to? <laughs> Hold on a second. Hello. Hey, what's going on? Oh, I'm on my podcast. You're on my podcast with me. I just answered my phone while I'm on my podcast. Really? Yeah, everybody can hear you. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I should call you back later. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. Bye. Bye, Victor Bye. sister. Bye. <laughs> 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 All right. That takes care of that, huh? She learned her lesson. <laughs> How dare she check on you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um so so if you've got questions out there, if you're actually watching out there, I don't think anybody is watching at this very moment, uh, but then you can either hit us in the comments or you can send us uh messages on social media. You can find us at Arts Academy, I'm sorry, Alt Arts Academy on all social media. And we're also at artsacademypodcast.com, everybody. Mm -hmm. That's where it happens. So let's talk about what I was what, was what I was saying. My favorite type of way to interact with people in improvisation, in stand-up comedy, whatever, is uh, what I like to call the ABD sort of joke. All right, so ABD is... Uh, I would I would really say it's like how I what I consider most when I'm writing or performing at any time, which is I leave space for the audience to figure out 
what's funny. So like I'll I I'll like without them making an assumption, it's not funny. So I leave yeah. space for the audience to put things together mm -hmm. so that they can determine what's funny about it. Um, the, I, 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 uh, it's hard to like explain this with, with improvisation without like running improv exercises. I can actually tell you a portion of a joke that I do that has the audience understanding what's funny about it. So I tell this joke about, um, and I'm calling it an ABD because an ABC joke is where you lay everything out for the audience, where it's like a setup and a punchline, and you, you, uh, and and there there is no thinking between the setup and punchline because you fill in all the gaps for the audience. And for me, I like to make the audience fill in that gap. So mm -hmm. there's a joke that I do, um, which uh, is about. Uh, I'm not going to do the whole joke, but I'll just talk about one of the punchlines was probably going to ruin the joke, but whatever. Uh, I talk about um, uh, where I have a bunch of donuts and there's a homeless guy who's asking me for money and I, I, I want to give him food instead. And so I go to him, I was like, hey, would you like a donut? And the guy goes, yeah, I'd like a donut. And then I open the box. And then uh, in the joke, what I say is like, that was a mistake because when I open the box to give him donuts, he goes, oh, well, thank you very much for the donut nap. No, not that one. What about no, not that one. What but no, not that. One. And he starts going through all the donuts. And then at that point, the audience goes, because ah! <laughs> they put it together like what it would mm -hmm. be like when he starts putting his hands on all the donuts. And that like that like they they make that leap. And gotcha. so that's my favorite way to tell a joke. That's my favorite way to communicate with an audience with um with improvisation. I mean, with improvisation, it could, it could be just as simple as, um, just as simple as like, say you have a tranquilizer gun, you have a tranquilizer gun and you, you're, you're telling people, you know, you tell people, uh, I'm going to use a tranquilizer gun, stay back. And then they stay back. And then you put the tranquilizer gun away in your pocket. And then you say you mime suddenly like it shot you and you're starting to fall asleep. So the audience gets to figure out what happened and you gotcha. and they get to fill in that gap. Uh, it's my favorite thing about improvisation or just telling jokes in general. All right. So that is everything we're going to talk about in improv, everybody. Uh, if you want to follow us, please do. You can find us at Alt Arts Academy on all social media and you can find the podcast at artsacademypodcast.com. I am Dean Victor Bernardo. That is Deputy Headmistress Roxy Hayes. She is something special. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.